All right, welcome everybody to the Uncalled For podcast. Um, this is our soccer edition. Uh, we've been trying to come up with a name for it. Um, football feedback was one of them. Uh, somebody said toes and bros. <laughs> um, there are a few other ones too. I don't remember the other ones. Toes and bros remember. stuck out my in my in my toes mind. And bros. Huh? It just—it sounds kind of like, like it's the toes part that gets me. That just sounds kind of like off. Uh huh. I don't know. I'm not a fan of toes, but we all know about you, so. Okay. Well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, we just uploaded a podcast the other day. Look at us being more consistent. See, this is what I know you guys want. Um, so we're back doing this one. Hopefully this yep. week we have the guys doing an anime podcast, which hopefully, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure they will. We just got to tell them, but yeah. But anyway, yeah. let's get into this one. So, um, as you guys know, I'm a United fan up and down season so far. Well, today, you know what? Today I'm actually in shock today. We beat. RB Leipzig five nothing. I don't think the performance was a five nothing performance, but it's still whenever you win like that, it, it just is awesome. Marcus Rashford, Doctor Marcus Rashford, MBE getting a hat trick as a substitute, and he also not only just got a hat trick as a substitute, did it in less time than anybody ever. It took him twenty six minutes to get that hat trick today. Um, good game from him. Uh, good game from Martial, good game from Pogba. It was pretty solid for performance. I really thought we would struggle. And our Champions League, fuck, dude. Let's just play a Champions League. I don't give a shit about the league anymore because that's fucking boring and we lose. We, But the fucking Champions League, so far, so good. PSG and Leipzig, two games. You figure a, the finalists from last year and then also somebody in the semifinal and RB Leipzig, and we beat both of them. So I'm thrilled about uh, that. Leipzig is also first in the Bundesliga this year too. So Yeah, so I mean, shit. I mean, awesome for United to get that. I know a lot of people are underestimating them, and, you know, as they should. They haven't played well, but, you know, uh, awesome today to, to see that. So and awesome for Marcus Rashford too because that dude's been doing – he has been going above and beyond, you know, what any – well, honestly, what professional athlete, Trey, have you ever seen really make a difference in their country like this? Um, Not too many. I mean, not – I mean, not too many other than probably LeBron maybe, but that's all I can really think of. Yep, and that's the thing, like, with Rashford, it's, like, not even just, like, a localized thing. You know, cause yeah, but it's, we know... it's, it's getting uh, it's getting worldwide attention yeah, too. But I, mean... I, I mean, I don't keep up with personal lives of uh, players from Europe and stuff like that. So, um, but just to hear about the things that he's doing for the children and um, speaking out for uh, about the crisis and the African countries and stuff like that, uh, I sure did get a lot of res- he sure did get my respect. And, um, you know, I wasn't the biggest Rashford fan before all this stuff, but, you know, it's kind of hard to go up against the guy now. So well, Yeah, I mean, it's like you can say what you want. You know, you hate United or whatever, but as far as the person goes, obviously he's a 
you know, it seems like a great guy. I mean, yeah, 100%. He's not, you know, because like he said before, you know, he was a kid that was poor. He had a single mom um, who obviously meant a lot to him and did a good job raising him. But he was, you know, said he was on needed free meals and all that kind of stuff. And he's, you know, using his platform and to to make a difference you know what i mean and mm. going against the government you know not even just like saying oh i'm gonna do this and donate this like pressuring the government to do the right thing feed yep. their own you know who would have thought that would actually be a fucking hard thing to convince people to do is fucking feed their own their own country but, especially in this country well yeah and there it's it's just how it is i mean it's but, every country you know but but yeah, well, whatever. I mean, United fucking League Forum's been ass. We fucking can't win a game at home. We play Chelsea. That looked like two teams that were fucking scared to lose. I uh, said that to you the other day, actually. Didn't I said it was like it's kind of crazy how United can go from just dominating the Champions League group stages <laughs> and shit like that, and then they go play fucking crystal palace or west ham or whatever it may be and it just looks like a completely different team yeah it does i mean it's i don't know if it's that because it's the champions league the players just raise their game because they know it's a big occasion uh-huh. you know what i mean like that's kind of under Solskjaer. that's kind of been our problem is usually the like if you actually look at it record wise the big games have been good for us you know, like when we play like City and people like that, we actually perform well and get results. It's the the games, the the games against Southamptons, the Crystal Palaces of the league, things like that, where we fucking slip up and look like shit. And that's just a whole, mo- and that's a motivation thing. I mean, that's solely a motivation thing. I mean, but you would think uh, two big Champions League wins now would, you know, and obviously a big test this sunday well not really a big test i surely think you guys will win but um to other people that's not fans of arsenal or united uh you know it's a big game for the two clubs and stuff like that you know beating rb leipzig who's first in the bundesliga as we speak right now um psg who's i mean a shoe in the win league one again i don't know though like that psg game i was telling you like i said they just it just looks like there's no organization in that team like it you said it. It honestly just feels like they just give the ball to Neymar and Mbappe and just mm-hmm. hope that they can do yeah, something. Yeah, it's a Neymar and Mbappe show. It's simple as that, you know. And their midfield isn't really the greatest. Like they have a hard-working midfield, but it's not elite tier. You know, like I know Verratti mm-hmm. didn't play, but I don't really rate Verratti that highly personally. Um, you know, but and honestly, just looking at their team too, they don't. Other it's than, pretty other than those, it, Yeah, it's not that good. Di Maria is a good player. Yeah, I'd say their forward line is their strong point. I didn't see much. Di Maria didn't impress me that game. Um, but their midfield and their defense isn't really. I mean, I mean, you got Moise Keane and I just don't. Yeah, Moise Keane. I mean, went from Juventus and how do you go to Everton and not be good enough? And then, whatever. I don't know. It doesn't. It's like Chupo Moting. I don't know how you can fucking go from Stoke City to PSG then the Bayern Munich and like who the dude, <laughs> he is fooling fucking everybody because that dude is not that good of a fucking player I mean if he can yeah, do it anybody can done. do it he must have American agents he is the best agent in the fucking world dude 
We did if we had him as a fucking agent, we'd be on the Joe Rogan podcast right now. <laughs> so I mean, we would already made it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, big weekend for our teams. You know, playing against each other. You know, Arsenal and um, United. I think solely because of the reason that you guys are coming off two big Champions League weeks. Um, uh, got a win. Well, not a win, but a draw against Chelsea. Not too bad, but, you know, like I said, just I think you guys would be a little bit more motivated. Um, you know, obviously, we're, 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 we struggled in the Europa League last week um, against the team from Austria, and that's the thing about uh, Europa League. I don't. Even, I can't even remember these teams' names. <laughs> yeah. Um. All I know is that they're from Austria. And Bernd Leno, probably one of the worst games I've seen him play. Um. There's no that game that I watched. There's, you, there's no creativity. Um. And with the midfield that we have, I think that's definitely going to be a crucial point on Sunday because we don't have the midfield that can contest with. Uh, Pogba, if he starts, um, hmm. uh, Fred's. In my opinion, Fred's been playing decent. No, he um, has been. Uh, in, uh, Van de Beek. Nobody's gonna. Hopefully, Party can do something against Bruno Fernandez. I mean, you guys just today. I mean, it showed that your midfield is just insane. Well, Play Van, Van de Beek played. Well, here's the thing. Played well and always has played well when he comes in the game. And I was, yeah. I was actually really happy for him. Oh, speaking of that. Because uh, we were talking about Tellers. I don't know if you saw in the group yeah, that I sent. He tested positive, positive for COVID. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like him kind mm-hmm. of just disappearing get... from the yeah. team, you know, last weekend and um, in our, against Chelsea. And because he played, like, that was a thing. Like, he played P- against PSG and he played awesome. Like, he played awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, for sure. I mean, this is the stepping stone for him being a regular in the team. And then um, he just was left off the bench and it was like, it made no sense. Nobody really knew anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then today I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was like, maybe something that like happened in training, like him, he must've, he's on the wrong side of somebody or something. But I mean, it makes sense that it's COVID. I mean, um, yeah, there's not much you can do about that, especially when he's probably, you know, still moving around, trying to get settled down. No, exactly. Stuff like that. Exactly. And, I mean, it's weird how, like, players get it. Like, one player on a team gets it. You'd think, like, fucking everybody would have it. Exactly. Like. And especially if you don't know about it until. Well, I mean, you got to think, too. Those players probably get tested every day. So, it's mm-hmm. it's an early, like, well, and it's hard, um, I'm, all, indication. Most, most of them are probably. You know, if they're asymptomatic, and you got to figure, like, these guys are also, you know, about as well as – they're conditioned athletes about as – Peak health. Uh, like, you, you know, can't get any better well, than Well, especially that. being soccer players, you know, cardiovascularly, you know, you're – it doesn't get much better than that. There's not really another sport that runs like that. You know, yeah. so these guys uh, – well, look at Ronaldo. I mean, he's obviously asymptomatic, but he keeps fucking testing positive. It's his look, third time now, right? Yeah, if you look at his fucking Instagram, dude, he's fucking working out nonstop Doing, still. He's on the on the bike and stuff like that. Yeah. He's got his full kit on and yeah, everything. He, he's like like nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? And it's like Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's kind of a 
touchy topic of all that kind of stuff. I mean, well, I mean, you know, with him being absent this Sunday, uh, obviously that works better out for us because we don't have to worry about um, another creative player coming up attacking, especially if we're so weak on that right side. And, um, and Bellerin, a, yes, and Bellerin, Bellerin, and Pepe look very lost sometimes. I mean, whoever starts on the right side with Bellerin just there's no chemistry on that side. And um, a lot of people have set up their teams yeah. uh, to where we come up the left side. I mean, we come up the left side, like probably like 70% plus yeah, time. I, I saw a thing was it of games. One of the games you guys played this year, like in, and like they showed a map of like the average position, like when you guys had the ball and it was so fucking crazy how left sided you guys were. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just... Because you guys just play to Aubameyang's side. It, and it's just, it's kind of crazy, too, because it's not like we have bad players through the middle and the right side. I mean, we have people that can do a little bit of something. I mean, Pepe might have his games. Um, Lacazette can hold up play. Um, I mean, we have people, but it's just... It's so predictable, and that's why I'm saying it's going to be interesting to see how we line up against you guys because mm-hmm. um, we finally played a 4-3-3 against um, that team from Austria that we played in the Europa League, and it didn't really work out the way that we wanted to because, like like I said, we, we go up the left side so much because that's where majority of our creativity is. So yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting to see how we line up. A lot of people are saying that Aubameyang needs to just line up as number nine and just have Lacazette come off the bench. And mm-hmm. but then you got the people also that think that Aubameyang is fine on the left side because he was doing so good on the left. But, you know, some, some things just you got to change. Yeah. And it's just becoming too predictable at this point. I mean, if I'm being honest personally, like if I was Arteta and I'm looking at the game, I would attacking the right side of United's defense. That's our stronger side because Juan Basaka tackling wise is by far the best we have. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm the opposition coach, I'm looking at Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw, and that's who I'm targeting because Harry Maguire is the. That's slowest. your left center back, correct? Yeah, he plays on the left side. He's the slowest okay. player in the league. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, and Luke Shaw is not. I mean. He's more mistake prone than Juan Masaka is, especially if he gets up a lot too. He doesn't really have that uh, that track well, back speed. It, but the thing is with him, like, but also when he gets the ball, he doesn't do. He's not smart with possession. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he'll run up field and then he'll kind of just like, you know, make a simple pass and kind of stand there. He doesn't overlap. He doesn't offer much, in my opinion, anymore. He used to. But ever since he broke his leg, he doesn't – going forward, he's not the same player he ever was. And that's – I don't blame him. When you fucking make a run and somebody breaks your leg in half, I probably would be the same way. But, I mean, yeah. I, like, that's where I think with Arsenal, it'd be better off to either play a bombing probably down the middle and make him, make him test, you know – I mean – Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Like and I mean like too whether that means Arsenal sit back a little bit and try and just play on a counter play quick and play on a counter where you have Maguire run or pressing because that's another thing too if we don't play that well out of the press because Maguire and 
plays the ball too slow. So um, it depends on who plays oh, it over midfield too. Like if McTominay and Fred play, you can press the shit out of us because especially McTominay. Like I like Fred more McTominay because Fred like he's obviously not as big and strong. But I mean, he's more mobile though. He's more mobile, he but can, he also he can has, move around. He has something about him with the ball too. He can make passes and is a little more, you know, creative with it. Where McTominay is just fucking run around, run into people, and pass the ball <laughs> sideways and backwards, and that's about all you get. So, well, I was gonna say, um, it's all it's gonna be a very uh, interesting game because for this reason, uh, Martial is gonna be out. Yep, he's still uh, out. But Cavani will start. Well, I mean, yeah, Cavani still can be a um, – he can still be a problem. But we don't have David Luiz, so we don't have that – well, I, I guess you can say Gab- Gabriel Gab- Gabriel can do it, but he's not as experienced. And, because we were picking apart. I don't know if you watched the Leicester City game, but that whole first half and yeah. maybe a little bit for the second half, well, up until David Luiz got hurt, we were – picking we were fucking picking Leicester City apart uh that they they couldn't stop that David Luiz Kieran Tierney well uh connection switching across the field that's, I was getting ready to say that's David I'll give the one thing I'll give David Luiz as a player is that as far as the center back goes his switching of play and his long balls are about as good as it gets from from a deep position especially for a center back he is great about almost giving you the snake eyes and fucking hit a diagonal ball like perfectly to somebody and that you're right because Kieran Tierney got into some good spots and had really dangerous crosses that Aubameyang and Lacazette damn should have finished you know and um but that's like I don't think like here's the thing I'm realistic about United I know how they are Mm -hmm. but here's one way I look at this too yes we're coming off well, we beat PSG. You think that's a mental high? Play Chelsea. We play scared to lose. Then we play Leipzig and win five nothing. Now we're gonna play Arsenal. And here's my thought process: Usually, United when we hit a good height, we fall off a little bit. But also, too, Arsenal probably see that and say, "We have to bring it because there's a chance. Like if we get exposed on the counter, they're gonna have a field day. You know and yeah." Especially because you, if you have like Marshall's not playing, but like Rashford, who's on form, Greenwood, who's a really good finisher, and Cavani. Well, like, you look at that's like, another thing that I was gonna say too. Um, David Luiz is hurt, so he's gonna be out of this game, and we have no center backs that we can play. So, good news for you guys, we're left with fucking clown Mustafi. Yeah. He's start. He's probably going to and, start. And, and and that's the last thing I want is to have a Mustafi because he's the one who conceded uh, that uh, he, it was his fault that Jamie Vardy scored. He was damn near up in the midfield and left uh, Gabriel alone in that two on one situation. So I do not want to see um, well Ashford making runs behind Mustafi. Shit, he won't even be. Behind, it, it's gonna he's gonna be in the space that Mustafi should be at. It won't even be behind him. It's not like Mustafi's. Gonna- well, see, and that's the thing. What I think Cavani could be really important for United is because what Cavani has always done in his career and what he's been—I mean, one of his like best attributes has been his pressing. It's like that 
Uruguayan, South America striker kind of thing where they will just hound your ass when you have the ball. And Cavani is a, is a pretty big, strong guy too, and he can run forever. And he loves to press. So that's where I look at him on Mustafi. He's going to be pressing the shit out of, from the front. And Mustafi, every game, is prone to a mistake. Yep, so that's every the way game. I look at If he presses, if he press, if we can force Mustafi or your defense or your defensive midfielder into a turnover, that might fall to Bruno, and then you can play that quick ball to Rashford or Greenwood or something like that. If Greenwood plays, I mean, he should fucking play, in my opinion. You know, if I fucking see Dan James playing, I, I will lose my mind. Um, <laughs> like, Daniel well, James, like, has just, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry against Chelsea, right? He, d- he did, but he has nothing to offer Manchester United. He might have something to offer some ch- a championship team or things like that. He's fast. He, he can run around and press, sure. He doesn't press actually that great because um, he doesn't press smart. But also at the same time, he just has nothing. He doesn't have that X factor on the ball that you need. Like, mm-hmm. what's your? Here's the way I look at a lot of things. What's your expectation? And that's how you can measure the success of the club. You know, in my head, I think I want Manchester United to be what they were under Sir Alex Ferguson. I want to win. That's all I care about. You know what I mean? I don't like. I, I've been hearing a rebuild. For, I've been been sold a rebuild dream for seven years now. For seven years, they've been talking about a rebuild, a rebuild. Be patient, a rebuild, a rebuild. Okay. Well, eventually, when is when are we gonna be able to reap the rewards of this rebuild? You know, and players like that, that's not part of it. He's not part of a rebuild. That's a step back. You know, because we should have sold him to fucking. Uh, we should have sold him to Leeds. Leeds were actually willing to pay fucking twenty five million for him, and we didn't fucking take that when we signed uh, Paistri from Uruguay. He's eighteen, and then we signed Ahmad Traore, who's supposed to be this incredible wonder kid. And I've seen his highlights of his that he has, and he looks amazing. You know, he's still 18, but still, you have two players that are actually younger than Dan James that at the bare minimum can offer the same the same amount. I'm confident in that. Tahith Chong goes to Germany and plays awesome for Werder Bremen, but he can't get a sniff. But You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't mean to just fucking pick on Dan James, but, like, when you play for Manchester when you play for a big club, you know, whether it's a top six team, you shouldn't have people that are on that team that aren't good enough to play for the majority of the league. You'd think that you'd think that your squad, your bench players would start for the lower half of the league, but ours don't. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But well, it's just a battle of this Sunday it's just going to be a battle of uh, the two worst ran clubs in the league, and I mean, we're just gonna see who's gonna fuck up the most. Oh, I but, mean, uh, I agree with that. We're definitely the two worst clubs, worst run clubs. Like, you know, our owners are, our owners don't care. They don't give a fuck. They yes, yeah, just... it's, it's it's hard to have. Uh, for for us in my in my case, what I see is is we we Arteta knows what he wants to do. 
Um, obviously, he doesn't have that same privilege as City does, and I'm sure I'm sure he learned a lot under Pep. But um, it's it's clear that he has a way that he wants to play, but it's just kind of hard to do that when you don't have the players, and that's that's our biggest issue. I mean, we were only able to sign one big signing, um, and it took us all summer to do that. And here's my thing: if you were going to sign Party and pay his release clause. Why would you wait until the last day to do it? Dude, Te- Cavani has been a free agent since June. Why did you wait till deadline day to sign his ass? <laughs> because the thing is, he couldn't play. When Martial first got a red, he couldn't play the for those games because he had to quarantine. Well, fucking newsflash, we could have signed him at fucking any point. Any point in the summer, and he would have been fine. He could have trained the whole summer with us and would have been playing already. Wouldn't have to ease into the team because he'd already be used to used to the whole situation, and it just makes no fucking sense to me. Like, our, and and I'll be honest, like that's the thing. Arsenal signing Thomas Party, that is an amazing signing. That is the perfect signing for you guys. I'm, he's a player that would play for every single team in the league, in my opinion. Um, as a number six, he would start for City as a six. He'd start for. Uh, Liverpool, he'd start for United. Like, that is the player that I wish United could assign to replace Matic. Replace Matic and sit behind Bruno and Pogba. And um, I think once he really gets settled in the team for Arsenal, that's going to be your building block, especially for your midfield. And you pick up little things here and there and say, next summer you get an IUR, you get somebody like that, you're going to have a fantastic midfield in the next few years. Now, Thomas Party, I think, is going to be so key in this game against United because if he can pretty much nullify Bruno or Pogba, because I am at here's the thing in the it's league be physical game, too. Well, Very in, the, physical. in the league games though, we haven't really been starting Pogba. You know what I mean? So like, if if we play Fred McTominay and um, Fred McTominay and Bruno, and Party pretty much nullifies Bruno, right? then you have successfully nullified our attack. Because without Pogba, he's our only outlet. And then McTominay and Fred aren't good enough to be a playmaker. That's why before we had Bruno, we struggled. Because with if you just if you can man-mark Pogba well enough and kind of keep harass him where he can't doesn't have time, well, we don't have anything because he's the only play, person that can play a ball. And it'll be interesting to see the team selections. Um... Mm-hmm. Come Sunday, and I I pretty much have an idea of what our defense in midfield is going to be. I'm just more concerned about the attack because, like I said, Lacazette he offers a few things here and there, but it just comes a time where you got to teach him a lesson. And I I just think that if you bench him, you know there could be there's positives. You have fresh legs that can do something that can do damage coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got good hold up play. He can. Uh, he can distri- uh, distribute the ball out wide to the wings. Um, he's a poacher inside the box, but I just think that Aubameyang, I'm not saying that Lindelof is bad. I mean, I'm not a fan of Maguire, but if if you can get, if you can find Aubameyang making a run between Maguire and Lindelof with how clinical he is, that's going to be crucial. So I just think that he needs to 
be able to play in the middle and the wingers will probably play Willian. He won't do shit for 70 minutes of the game. We'll just sub on Pepe. Um, I don't fucking know. I, I really don't know. I don't I don't know what we're going to do up top. But And see, that's the thing for United. Uh, I, I don't even know what to guess for our starting 11. It changes so fucking much. And mind you, I understand you have to rotate. Part of the reason United, like we started off like a rocket after lockdown last year. Part of the reason we fell off towards the end and barely got over the line was because we were tired from playing the same team now i'd argue the same point is we're doing awesome in the champions league but it's like you know i'm gonna be realistic we're not gonna win the fucking champions league you know because when it comes time like that's all fine and good in the group stages but once we get to the knockout part of the year we're not gonna beat i don't think we're gonna beat the best teams over two legs and um Here's the thing. You have to qualify for the Champions League every year. That's a bare fucking minimum, in my opinion, for if you want to be a big club. Yeah. And so far, that's not going to happen based off our league form. Like, you can't. Especially when you got. got... And here's another thing that I I saw, too. I I can't remember. It was on All or Nothing. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the Spurs one. If you're going to be top four, you have to beat the, the teams of. You got to beat the mid table to lower half mm-hmm. table teams. You got to beat the Aston Villas. You got to beat the West Ham's. No matter how good they're playing, you got to beat those teams. And that's what that's what separates a clear cut. Uh, I mean, you know, a loss or two, you know, you, you you'll be okay. I mean, City does it. Liverpool got fucking thrashed by what was it, Aston Villa seven to two or some shit. Yeah. So I mean, it happens, but. It can't happen consistently. That's that's Arsenal's problem. We struggle against we struggle against teams like West Ham, Aston Villa. Uh, we struggled for majority of the game versus Sheffield, and they're bottom half. They're in relegation battle. So I mean, I, that's why I don't think we're a Champions League team. It'd be nice to see if that's why that's why that's why I'm saying this Sunday is a big test because I really get to see the team that we are. So. I mean, I, in all honesty, I think Leeds are a better team than, than Arsenal are right now. Yeah, and see, that's the thing is, like, what's, you know. Leeds are on fire this year, bro. Well, they they play very well, and, you know, it's like United right now. We're, we are 15th in the league, and um, you can't consistently have these results and expect, because here's the thing. I look at it. If we get to the Champions League semifinal or the final, we don't win it, right? But we finish eighth in the league. It doesn't fucking matter. Because the next year, we are starting from zero again. Um, You don't get... Here's the thing. I am thrilled that United won today. I don't think Solskjaer is the man to win us leagues. And I know everybody talks about it, Pochettino hasn't won anything himself either. Yes, you can say Solskjaer won his league in, in Norway. And you can also say, well, he didn't, you know, he won the league with a team that hadn't won it in fucking forever. But at the same time, 
we got third last year. Uh, Bruno came in and carried carried that team. And um, we got to three semifinals in different competitions, and we lost all three semifinals. Now, how long is that an expected thing? Because I can tell you this. I mean, Barcelona finished second in the league last year. And, you know... They're cleaning house right now. Their president was basically just forced to resign because things aren't doing well. Real Madrid aren't doing so hot right now, but you know what? Zidane has won three Champions Leagues for them. Won the league last year. I saw saw rumors and reports that uh, Zidane might leave. Yeah, well, I can tell you this. The way those clubs are, Bayern Munich's the same way. If you don't win your league and you don't win the Champions League and you're lackluster and you're not building, they get rid of you. They're ruthless. Now, Manchester United holds their, they have an ego of that, and they are that big financially and everything. But we haven't been that big since Sir, La- Sir Alex Ferguson left. Um, and we aren't ever going to see anything like that again. You know, that's a that manager, that man, was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. And... People need to accept that's just not going to be the case anymore. Now you look at it, well, <laughs> my choice for the next manager is Nagelsmann, who we ha- so just so happen to beat 5 nothing today. Uh, I know they're a good team, but player for player, they're not better than Manchester United are. They don't have a midfielder that's as good as Paul, Paul Pogba. They don't have a midfielder that's as good as Bruno. I would argue probably Van de Beek would probably be their best mid- would be one might be their best midfielder if he played there. They got two tough center backs, though. Their center backs are good, but um, forward-wise, Paulson is not really that great. They're struggling after losing. Well, I mean, they're top of Bundesliga, but still, they're not the same without uh, Timo Werner. Um, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood would all start for them. And so I'm not saying Ollie out right now. But I'm just saying, at the end of this season, if we are not top four and we don't win a trophy, can you make any more excuses for him? I mean, can you say that we can hang on? Because Louis Van Hall won the FA Cup and we finished fifth. And they said that wasn't good enough, fired him the day we won the fucking FA Cup and brought Jose Mourinho in. We had Jose Mourinho, his first season. We win the uh, League Cup, the Carabao Cup, and then we also win the Europa League. The next year, we don't win a trophy, but we finish second. Granted, we were 20-something points behind um, City, but we still finished second. That next year goes wrong, we fire him not even halfway through the season. Now, it shows you that they do have some kind of expectation. So... We will. I think Manchester United fans need to brace themselves, whether they want it or not, that if we don't get top four, then if we're not in the Champions League next year, he can't stay. You can't. You can't accept that because if you keep him, and have you think he has or hasn't been backed? I think there's a lot of, like I said, 
we don't perform against the small teams, and that a lot of that is a motivation issue. And... But at the same time, I feel like it's not entirely his fault, though. Uh, nope. You you complain about the owners all the time. So I mean, how do you know he's really getting the proper backing that he needs? Because that's why that's how I see it. I... Arsene Wenger was getting top four every single year with the teams that he had. He was making top four with Giroud up top, Theo Walcott up top, and he wasn't getting the players that he wanted. And it, you know, I mean, it sucks that we had the way that he he left. And it honest, uh, it should have went better, um, because now seeing that, you can you could give the same team that you could give the same teams that he had to Mikel Arteta or Emery, and I guarantee you they wouldn't even get close to a Europa League spot. So, well, I would say, and I'm just looking at it on paper, Manchester United generally have underperformed with the roster we have. Yeah. How many managers would love, right now, would like to have Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba and Van de Beek? A lot. How many would like to have Marcus Rashford, Martial, and Mason Greenwood? A lot. Not so much Harry Maguire. How many? De Gea. Probably, De, I mean, De Gea had a bad year last year, but generally De Gea and Dean Henderson. Dean yep. Henderson, a lot like Chelsea wanted him. A lot of teams would have wanted him. Um, and then Juan Bissaka, a lot of teams would probably want him. Lindelof, maybe some teams, not really English teams. Tellez. Alex Tellez. So. The roster, Fred, probably throw Fred up there too. Yeah, people would take him, and you know that's kind of my thing. It just has to be. A... That's why it's funny with Chelsea, I because if if Chelsea keeps playing, I don't think Frank Lampard's going to last until I don't think he'll last December. I don't and think he, he'll last you know until what? the he winter shouldn't. break. Because he's gotten you, everything he wanted. Exactly, you can't play scared against United with Havertz. They go and... out and get you. The hottest prospect, pretty much in the world, besides like, well, the hot besides like Erling Holland, and they get you Kai Havertz. Oh, what's that? You want the best striker in Germany that's not named um, Lewandowski? Lewandowski? Uh, yeah, there you go. Boom. You want one of the best playmakers for the past few years in Ziyech? Done. You want Ben Chilwell, who's one of, who's one of the best left backs in the league? Easy. You want a little bit of experience? Might be in his career, but good for the locker room. Tiago Silva, yeah, done. Am I forgetting anybody? Oh, goalie. You want a new goalie? There you go. Everything he's wanted, and more. I mean, I don't think you can expect any more than that. I mean, he's already had Conte. You already have uh, Conte. The best. Pulisic is good. Yep, and Con- well, here's solid winger. And I mean, unfortunately, he's injury prone as hell. Um, but he had a good season last year, though. He had a good end of the season last year. Yeah, end of the season. You know what I mean? Like he started off actually like a rocket, then was hurt most of the year, and at the end he played well. But that's gonna ruin his career if he can't ever stay healthy. But you know, but still, like that's a guy. Like he shouldn't. He shouldn't be immune to any criticism, and it's because he's. He's a British English. coach. Oh, 100%. Because if his name was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and he was, what, 13 points ahead of United last year when we when lockdown 
pretty much first started, and we ended up ahead of him. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Roman Abramovich, he's he is ruthless. If this goes bad, he won't hesitate to get rid of Lampard. Um, I think it might be hard, and that's why I'm sometimes not a fan of hiring the former players because it it's a very toxic environment when it's bad because it splits the fan base. You have the fan base saying, oh, he's a legend, you shouldn't treat him that way, and then you have the others say, I don't give a fuck if he's a legend. Because he should be treated just like every other manager we've ever had, and I agree that I agree on that side. You know, your status as a player shouldn't keep you in a job longer. Because here's, the, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the only reason Solskjaer has the job. He would have never, after what happened with Cardiff, I don't really think another Premier League club really would have hired him. He probably would have had to go to the championship to get a job, let alone fucking coaching Manchester United after Mourinho, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not getting that job unless you've played for the club and are considered a legend. So, um, I mean... I mean, that's just how it is, man. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Arsenal fans might go through that with Arteta. You know what I mean? I know it's early, and he won an FA Cup, which is awesome, and I think... I think given I think he has a good mind for the game and I think given the proper tools I think he will come good. I don't know about winning leagues. I don't know about that, but I think he definitely will be somebody that takes you I, in the next step. The right I just direction. think Arsenal fans need to realize that I, I think they need to realize that he's not going to win us a league right now at least. Um hopefully you know he gets the players that he wants and stuff like that. But for what for what he's did, he's he's done good. Um, he's he's got a community shield. He's got an FA Cup under his belt. Um, he's come in and he's he's teaching. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, we're a lot better defensively for sure. But um, we're just not attacking going forward. We just don't have that set up yet. But uh, like I said, a few a, a few transfer windows. Um, we'll we'll really see what he's made of, and then I, I guess people can start criticizing. And I guess if you will, put him on the hot seat if it ever gets to that point. But but that's the um, thing with him. You can I, you can only you can make the argument now if people complain and say, well, it's still too that, early. He, he still, hasn't been he here still for won a, a year. He yet. still won an FA Cup, and whether City and Liverpool weren't playing well, he still beat them in the cup run, and. Wait, did he? No, Liverpool weren't in it. He beat City in the semifinal, and, and then beat Liverpool. Liverpool in the fu- no, he beat Chelsea in the final, and then he beat Liverpool in the Community Shield. Okay, there you go. So he had a good, he had a good run. You know, had some success. So there's your basis. You know, he has it in him. So that question is already answered. Um. That's where, like, I look at Solskjaer as, okay, we haven't won anything. <laughs> Three semifinals, granted, it's good to get there, get that far. It doesn't mean shit if you don't win, you know? And, yeah. like, I look last year when we played Chelsea in the semifinal. We just played like shit. We almost got beat by Norwich in the round before that, you know? we 
in the Europa League, we had already beat Lask five nothing. So going into the semifinal, like it was just like basically a walkthrough, you know. And then we played Sevilla, and got outplayed. We looked like the small club playing against them, sitting back trying to counter. We looked terrible, and um, for a lot of times it doesn't look like apart from like today United don't really look like scoring unless we fucking get a penalty and (laughs) you know and I think a lot of times that's from individual because we get penalties a lot because our players try to do something you know like either turn and run at a player and they force a mistake which you know isn't really a tactic really i guess it's kind of somebody taking it upon themselves to run at somebody and stuff like that yeah um you know that's that's where like i look at i always say think about liverpool close your eyes think about liverpool and city and you can see how they score a goal you can see it build up the build fluidity build up and you can you see, see the, the way the way their style is or if I close my eyes and think about United, it just seems kind of all over the place. And, you know, that I'm not a huge yeah. fan of. But, hey, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. You know what? Let's, let's I guess, to, I guess, sort of wrap this up. I don't even remember who I picked to win the league this year. I think I probably picked City. I picked City, yeah. What do you think now? Shit. Um, I have no idea. I, 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 you know what? I think I'm gonna just go ahead and say Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool is actually not having that Even great year. I'm looking at it. Oh. Yeah, I still, I still think they'll do it. I think, I, I still think they'll do it. It wouldn't shock me because it's still early on in the season, though. I, I, I can't this, really because I want to sort of has I, that has that feeling that it's like i feel like almost anything can happen this year yeah and honestly it's like from one to 15 i mean from first place to 15th place i mean shit anything can happen honestly fucking southampton are in seventh right now and Leeds are playing they're on fire tottenham sun sun and kane are like are looking like jordan and scotty pippen and it's just they're playing insane. Leicester, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I mean, Leicester just, they're just doing Leicester. They just, to me, Leicester, they just get like silent results. They'll get yeah. results, but it, it, I mean, nobody really pays attention to it. And then you look at the table and be like, oh, damn. Yep. These guys are in fourth. Aston well, Villa's playing really good. You know, you said that. I think Spurs could be a dark horse if they can sort out their defensive issues. Because yeah. the table would They've look scored. a lot different if they wouldn't. They have blown scored the most goals in the league. If they would, yeah, if they wouldn't have blown that game against West Ham, and and Lanzini scoring a one in a million goal, in the ninety fucking third minute, they'd be first in the league right they, now. They, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Son and Kane look amazing. They still have Bale. Once Bale gets into match fitness and that, and he comes off the bench, and that's the thing with 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 Spurs right now. They have an they have a really good bench. They have a really they have a big um, a big squad and a lot of good pl- and a lot of decent players in that. You know, and a lot of them aren't just useless fillers. Like a lot of them are good people. Bringing Lucas yeah, Moore off the bench, probably the only club that I can say that really doesn't have a lot of dead wood. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like you look. Okay. They have bring on Lamella and Mora from the bench, or Bergwine from, from the bench. Uh, Doherty and Arier switching on and off. They got Sergio or Sergio Regulon and and Davies, Alderweireld, Carter Alderweireld, and Sanchez and um, Hugo Lloris is still one of the best keepers around. Uh, and Don Bailey in there. You still got Deli Alley. You have Lo Celso. Um, Eric Dyer yeah, plays in the fence now. That's um, that's a they good. Have a, they have a good, Regulone. I don't know if you mentioned yeah, him. I said him, and he's okay. really good. You ben know, Davis. Yeah, so they they have a big uh, um, a big squad, and I think that's important. It's not just having a big squad. It's like Doherty's a good player. Arier's a good player. They're not missing out that much if one has to rest. You know, where like you look at some teams, like I look at like United. There's a big drop off from like say Paul Pogba to McTominay. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have a huge thing. Or like a Dan James to a Rashford. Where Spurs just kinda like Abombing the fucking Eddie and Ketia and Or Abombing to really anybody <laughs> for your team. Like forward wise. You know, so it's like it's just like Spurs kinda like I think come late in the season and Mourinho can kind of get that together. I'll I tell you what. I, I can see them making a good run at top four. Mourinho would love nothing more than to win the league with Spurs, I feel like. Because he, because I would, here's the thing. That's soli- that'll solidify him as like. Bro, he would love that because he would throw that in the in United's face and in Chelsea's face. That would be like, you know what? Fuck all of you. You doubted me. You said I was done. And um, and watching the... Yeah, watching, watching the All or Nothing, it's kind of hard not to root for them, you know? I'm an Arsenal fan, and I'm, I'm sitting over here saying, I wish it. I wish my club was that. Yeah, and I think they have people in charge that, like, actually care. Actually care about a relate like relationship. Like, Daniel Levy cares about a relationship with the coach. You can tell that's that. ambition, bro. That's He's, ambition. He goes and has lunch with him. He sits with him. He talks with him. He talks with him about transfers. Who he He's wants, consistently what he wants talking to, do. to the manager and yep. shit. Seeing if he to be honest with you, I will put. I promise you, I will put all the money that I have ever made in my entire life. I'll. I am willing to bet Stan Kroenke has never sat down <laughs> and had a like a one-on-one conversation asking Mikel Arteta. How is the team doing? Yep. How is so and so player doing? What do you need? Um, uh, I doubt. I don't even know if Stan Kroenke knows how to work a transfer market. So I mean, you know, you De- Daniel Levy. He's he's calling agents. He's talking on the phone. He's you know he's trying to figure out how to consistently improve his team. It's just like, I mean, I I want. I wish. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how things are. I don't know behind closed doors. I don't know how things are going on, but I know I can guarantee you for a fact that Arsenal does not do that. They don't have that. There's it almost is. I they don't they don't have that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I know. That and United don't either. But. but. Well, anyway, you have anything else you wanna? Uh no, I think that's pretty much it. If you like the podcast though, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
the uncalled for no it's just it's just, it's just uncalled for yeah twitter and instagram are the uncalled for um in the twitter is t-h-e-e yeah t-h-e-e um for. you know if you ever miss uh if you ever want to keep up with us if you have any questions go ahead and follow us on there um i'm going to try and get the instagram account back up and running because it's been kind of inactive lately but uh yeah if you also want to keep up with me and brady go ahead and follow us on twitter also um we're also we're followed on every single social media page so it won't be hard to find us but we also stream games on twitch too we've been starting to take it serious lately um brady's twitch is uh, you can say that if you want to it's i brady gi underscore yeah, and mine is Trace Lizo. Uh, we we stream all kinds of games and stuff on there. Um, but yeah, and we're also gonna be making a Discord soon that you guys can join and um, that way chat you can interact, yeah, chat with us. You know, brainstorm ideas and just kind of you know be a part of the be a part of the crew. So, um, well, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, we thank everybody for stopping by. We hope you enjoy. Like like Trey said, just make sure to follow us. And, and by the way, too, we appreciate you guys on the last podcast that we uploaded where we were just, just talking shit, really. Nothing really too special. Uh, that podcast right now is doing numbers, and yeah, we do- just thank you guys. It's doing really bro. well, and I fucked up the audio. But this time, I made sure that the audio was good. I tested it three times before I started this one tonight. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Um, sh- and share it to your friends, too. Like, if you enjoy it, share it to your friends. You know, just have them give us a follow, too, um, if they are interested in all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so exactly. Be on the lookout and, for the anime one this week. Um, and just look forward to us being more yeah. consistent. So Yeah, and, and the support, it, it motivates us to keep doing this because now we feel that we have – a motivation to be become more consistent definitely and also too we're we're gonna we're gonna try to get into the um the irl vlogs the content stuff like that challenges we all we got all sorts of ideas coming yep so just keep up with us and uh yeah keep supporting yep. we appreciate you guys all right everybody you have a good uh good week have a good weekend stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you next time